I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the program. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host, live from Vegas. Your other host on the East Coast, live from Boston, Josh Applebaum. What's going on, Josh? Pritch, so much going on right now. Where do we even begin? Uh, we got a ton to talk about. Woj is dropping Woj bombs left and right, blowing up all the NBA draft prop bets here. But uh, if you jumped on some of these earlier, feeling really good about the latest movement. So we'll update the NBA draft tonight. Another big baseball day, Pritch. And how about the Baltimore Orioles last night? <laughs> Getting it done for the hazmat suit wears. Uh, they That's had right. made a sweat there, but scored three runs uh, in the eighth and ninth inning to walk off uh, and get a win there against the Marlins. So uh, another big move there. And then, of course, uh, the Jets. We had Zach Wilson sign his deal today, Pritch. I got a win total lean on the Jets we can talk about. So much to get to. MLB uh, trade deadline. You know, mm-hmm. there could be. I, I'm going to set the over under one and a half trades before our show ends today, and we'll see if we can cash that. Okay, let's do that uh, because it is an exciting time right now. A lot going on. Uh, fasten your seatbelts edition of Betting Across America for sure. Uh, but you mentioned it. Woj says the Pistons will select uh, Kate Cunningham number one overall. There's ramifications. There's fallout. Woj bombs all over the place. We'll get to that in a matter of minutes. But a big trade in Major League Baseball, though, that affected some lines, Josh. Uh, Gallo trade. Uh, Joey Gallo goes to the Yankees uh, from the Rangers right there. So they solidify that trade. They get a power hitter, a home run hitter on the left side uh, there for that lineup. 
Uh, and then just imagine what that lineup's going to look like, too. So you can only imagine there's some line movement when it comes to the Yankees. What have you seen and what have you noticed, Josh? Yeah, so Pritch, obviously big move here by the Yankees. Gallo was a guy that a lot of different teams were targeting. Uh, we saw him in the home run derby, and this is a guy that uh, is a great power hitter and also underrated defensive player in the outfield that can play center, left, right, very versatile. I think it's a great trade for the Yankees, number one. I think they had to make a move. This is kind of a stagnant team that uh, has been up and down, disappointing so far, and I think the the big you know benefit here, other than aside from our, our buddy Will Hill, our colleague here, Pritch, who's a big Yankee fan, I know he's happy about this, uh, and he said the prospects they gave up, who cares? They get Gallo, so uh, <laughs> right. that's a Yankee fan uh, getting jacked about this. But um, to me, it's all about him being a big left-handed hitter. I think the problem with the Yankees is that they're way too right-handed. Mm -hmm. And when you're too right-handed, you become predictable. You know, the opposing uh, manager can match up, go righty on righty. Now you can balance out your lineup a little bit. You can put Gallo, you know, in between Judge and Stanton and, right. and become a little more balanced. So I think that's a that's a good move there, especially the short porch in Yankee Stadium. I remember, uh, Pritch, when I was younger, Tino Martinez, Paul O'Neill, these guys who are lefties who would just drop bombs to the, the short porch and right the old Yankee. Yankee Stadium, but similar to the new one. Uh, so we have seen respect here for the mm -hmm. Yankees based on this move. Uh, you know, their, uh, their World Series odds, 25 to 1, down to 22 to 1. So a little bit of a jump there. Uh, American League pennant, 14 to 1, down to 10 to 1. We are seeing a shortening in the division as well because uh, we were kind of thinking it's either Red Sox or Tampa Bay. They're going back and forth. It's been kind of a two-team race. But we always said with the Yankees, they could make a trade. They could make a move. What if what if they get Scherzer next? I mean, the Yankees are a team at, at their current number uh, that is moving up here to, to win the AL East. They were 13-1 to prior to getting Gallo. Now they're 11-1. to So I think it's a smart move. You're going to balance out that lineup. Gallo uh, is definitely a guy who can, uh, you know, definitely drop you it's a bunch of home runs and really make a, a more fearsome lineup if you're an opposing pitcher. So I think it's a good move by the Yankees. As a Red Sox fan, I'm hoping uh, I hope my Sox battle back with Rizzo or Scherzer or someone to uh, to match the Yankees. There's all there. kind of rumors out there for sure. Uh, I think the Red Sox are in the mix for a, a lot of those players uh, from a rumor standpoint. We'll see what happens uh, the trade deadline tomorrow. But uh, in terms of this trade to moving the line, influencing the line, you mentioned Stanton and Judge and Gallo, whatever the line is going to be. I don't think the Yankees are done either. Uh, there's rumors about Trevor Story even, uh, and he's another guy who uh, helps them defensively for sure, but uh, adds a, a, you know, a valuable bat that can get on base uh, for the Yankees as well. Um, but it's interesting because the Yankees, even though they're about eight games, eight and a half games back for that divisional lead, Josh, they're only two and a half games back in terms of the wildcard standings. Great point by you, Pritch, because remember, we have the play-in wild mm -hmm. card situation, which, you know, no one wants to be in that unless you're uh, you're making a move and, and getting kind of the kind of the, the back-end way to get into that. But you just got to win it and get in there. But yep. that's a, that's the whole thing. You know, you don't have to win the East. You can just got to find a way to get, to get into the dance. So maybe this is just a, a Yankee saying, hey, we'll find a way. And, and a Gallo improving definitely improves those odds. Yeah, Armageddon. I want to see it. Baseball, you need to spice <laughs> themselves up a little bit. All the controversy, the sticky stuff and all that. Forget all about that. We, we need Armageddon <laughs> with all these hot profile players moving around uh, with the MLB trade, de trade deadline. It's betting across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host, live from Vegas. Your other host, live from Boston, is Josh Applebaum. So Woj bombs all over the place. Uh, Woj uh, reported that uh, the Pistons will indeed select Kate Cunningham. Uh, bets are off the board for Kate Cunningham. Then Woj put out another tweet, uh, Josh, Kate Cunningham, a solid number one in Detroit. Now Houston, Cleveland continue to trend towards Jalen Green, Evan Mobley. So you know what's happened. Betham GM has now taken one through five picks off the board here uh, for the NBA draft in a matter of hours. 
Yeah, this is pretty frustrating. I'm not going to lie. And I wonder if Adam Silver is upset about this because Adam Silver is a guy. He wrote that op-ed in favor of legalized sports betting. I think it was in the New York Times back in 2014. And he knows that betting creates interest. Betting creates fan engagement. Uh, and if we're, you know, grinders, sports bettors like to get down on drafts, there's nothing more annoying than, uh, you know, someone leaking this stuff and then causing all the odds to go off the board. So on the one hand, you know, I wasn't too upset with the Cade Cunningham leak, Pritch, because he was minus 5,000 to go first overall. Um, you know, there's no such thing as a lock, no such thing as a guarantee. That was as close as it got, though. That was a 98% implied probability. But at that number, minus 5,000 for Cade to go first, there was no value there. You had to risk so much, get so little in return that it, it was almost an unbettable number. What annoyed me is the second tweet, Pritch, the mm. Woj tweet about Jalen Green and Mobley, because um, to our credit, we've been highlighting these two guys, Pritch, mm -hmm. our, pretty much all week. Last week, we hit on it. Uh, and for and this is really a day where if you're late to the party, you know, you kind of miss the boat. But if you were doing your homework leading up to today, and I think this is a teachable moment, you know, you want to bet the draft. You can't wait until the day of the draft because Twitter, social media, things leak out. you got to hone in on these things early, and that's where the early bird gets the worm because we were talking about Jalen Greenprich. Um, you know, the last opportunity to bet him was maybe an hour ago, two hours ago. Uh, because we saw him last night minus 200. Mm -hmm. I woke up today. He was minus 500 to go second overall. Now it's off the board. So your chance is gone there. But if you got uh, Jalen Green early minus 160, that was the play that we talked about. So you're feeling good about that. Mobley, similar situation. He was minus 175 to go third yesterday. Wake up today, he's minus 350. Now he's off the board. So my question now is, you know, number one uh, is, are there still bets to be made for Suggs four and Scotty Barnes five? If they're, if they're there and a lot of these are off the board, uh, and you may not get the opportunity again. So you got to jump on it early. But if they're still available, Suggs at four would be who I would target. Last I saw, he was minus 160 up to 200. Right. That may be gone now. Maybe maybe it drops, though. Maybe there's a – here's the other thing, Pritch. Legalized sports betting is spreading all across the country. There could be slow-moving books that haven't adjusted. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, Scotty Barnes, fifth. I'm still honing in on him uh, to go to the Magic. He was minus 160 yesterday, now minus 275. But then I think the play here, Pritch, is all these – you know, who will go first, second, third, fourth, fifth? All that value is gone. It's mm -hmm. off the board. It's pretty much done with. I think today, if you still want to get down on the draft, you got to hone in on these over/under props for these different players. So, uh, you know, will will player X go over under 15 and a half? Will player Z go over 21 and a half? That's where I think the value is. That's where I would I would target your your efforts and your handicapping the rest of the day if you still want to get down on the draft. Yeah, somebody take a device away from Woj. Or, or, I mean, why not? He's blowing everything <laughs> up right now. And, uh, and and to your point, you're right. I mean, you got mocks, and but those are mocks, you know, and and those are opinions. But when you have Woj, who pretty much is an insider, right? There, I mean, that's respected information right there. So we can see why Benham Jim has taken one through five off the board. But you're right when it comes to over under draft position, uh, maybe some attractive names out there. Uh, but it becomes that crapshoot, though, really. Uh, and but that's why we like it because we can bet on that. Too. So uh, any of these names kind of standing out to you, uh, even on the heels of this Wolves bomb or all these Wolves bombs, uh, Josh? Yeah, a couple names that I still think there could be value on. And again, these numbers are all moving. So this mm -hmm. is like it's not just who you bet, what number you bet over under it's when you place the bet because you know, 14 and a half could be now tomorrow, you know, 20 minutes from now it's 15 and a half. They right. move very quickly. Uh, but I would target a few guys that I, I think still have value. So one was Jalen Johnson. Remember Jalen Johnson with Duke. He was a, a highly recruited player. Uh, Going to be one of the stars of the, of, of the ACC mm -hmm. with the, with, with the blue devils. 
But he left his team, Pritch, and I think that left kind of a bad taste in the mouth of some uh, teammates, Coach K, maybe executives that are trying to draft this kid, Jalen Johnson. I've seen Jalen Johnson really tank in the in the over-under here. He was, uh, I believe, 10.5 maybe a week ago, 11.5, somewhere around there. Jalen Johnson is now, I think, 15 or even 15.5. So uh, the over was minus 140. I would, uh, even though you're getting the worst of it or it's moving, Jalen Johnson over. 15 and a half is something I'd look for. Another high riser is Miles McBride, uh, Pritch. If you remember uh, a lot of the West Virginia games, remember they had some epic battles uh, with like OK State and, um, you know, in Kansas. He was a guy who could shoot the lights out uh, and was one of the best players on that team. And what do we know about today's NBA? You got to be able to shoot. Right. So Miles McBride is a guy that I like under 29 and a half. Uh, yesterday, I think he was 32. So he's been falling. That's a good signal. That's a good sign. Also, you know, don't go for just the, the biggest name players. Go down the list. Almost when we talk prop bets, Pritch, guys like Miles McBride on under 29 and a half. If he's getting hit, tells you some smart money could be on him. Uh, and then just a couple more, Pritch. I got a bunch here. Josh Giddy. Uh, Josh Giddy played in Australia. He's a guy who's really, really rising up the charts here. Uh, Josh Giddy is now 10 and a half under minus 250. So there's a prop bet out there. Will he be a top 10 pick? I like Giddy to be a top 10 pick. Um, I got a bunch of others. Uh, Dayron Sharp, okay. uh, UNC, big man, 6'11". He lost some weight. He's getting a lot of buzz um, going, going into today's draft. Under 29.5 at minus 135. Uh, Trey Mann, over 24.5. He's a, a Florida point guard. He's kind of uh, drifting in some of these uh, mock drafts. Um, Sharif Cooper from Auburn, over on him, 22.5 minus 150. And Keon Johnson, Tennessee. He was a guy very buzzworthy. Right. He's drifting, too. He's now up to 12.5. Okay. I'd look over there. Yeah, pretty solid picks uh, in terms of the top of the draft. It always happens that way, but then uh, it really varies after that. Davion Mitchell is one of those names that is attractive for a top 10 guy, but then, uh, you know, you hear uh, far reaches of the spectrum here with him. Uh, is he He's the most NBA ready. You hear that or you read that, uh, and then, okay, he's not going to be a top 10 pick as well. Josh? Yeah, Davion Mitchell, th- that's a weird one, Pritch. I was really high on him. You know, he's a uh, kind of an NBA-ready guy. Remember, he's got one of the best nicknames over here of off night because mm-hmm. when he guards you, you're going to have an mm-hmm. off night. Whoever came up with that, I mean, talk about uh, just a, a perfect trademark money-making nickname there. Uh, <laughs> but obviously, led Baylor to the title here, and I'm high on Mitchell. But with that being said, Pritch, he is moving up or down, whichever way you want to look at it. He's, he's falling in the draft because I want to say he was like an eight and a half, nine and a half, ten, something like that. Maybe a week ago, uh, he is now up to twelve and a half over minus one fifty. So um, maybe you know, there's a I don't know if there's a medical issue. Mm. I don't know if um, he's a little bit older. Some some of these older players you want to draft these younger guys that uh, maybe have more upside. Uh, maybe he didn't do well in some of his interviews. I have no idea. I'm totally speculating. I, I'm probably totally wrong. But for whatever reason, Davion Mitchell, star point guard of Baylor. He's up to 12 and a half over minus 150. Um, you would have liked to jump on him closer to something around 10, but it looks like he could be a guy that that's drifting here a little bit downward. Okay, we'll get back to more NBA draft talk a little bit later on in the program. Jonathan Von Tobel is going to be on in hour number two uh, to certainly go over all the news and uh, get his thoughts on what's going on with the NBA draft. Team USA uh, as well with, with uh, JVT. Uh, but big game between the Dodgers and the Giants uh, in a matter of minutes here, Josh Applebaum. San Francisco at home, another dog situation for them, plus 106, eight and a half to total in a matchup with the Dodgers today. Yeah, didn't see a crazy sharp move either way here, Pritch. You know, I would lean a little bit with the Giants um, just in terms of 
uh, kind of a bylaw situation off a loss, a contrarian divisional dog type situation. Mm -hmm. You did have the the Dodgers. A lot of shops open uh, around minus 120. You know, I saw one opener that was like minus 128. That might have been an outlier. I think the true opener was around Dodgers minus 120. Uh, this is David Price against Johnny right. Cueto. Um, and we did see it dif drift a little bit. Some of those minus 120 Dodgers are down to minus 117, minus 119, something like that. So even though you have this heavy betting here on L.A., line hasn't shot up to L.A. It stayed where it's at. So, uh, again, coming off a loss last night, Pritch, I like the Dodgers yesterday. I w or Sorry, I like the um, the Giants yesterday mm -hmm. as a dog play. It wasn't even close, Pritch. What was it, 10 nothing, something like that? <laughs> eight, uh, yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah eight I nothing, or I, I forget the score. Yeah. Bueller was dealing. Yes, he was. And uh, but, but today, I would say it's either San Fran or nothing for me. What I would do is, you know, we still have a half an hour here. Mm -hmm. Do we see, uh, this is kind of the witching hour with a lot of these plays. Like, if you see within that last half hour, 20 minutes, the Dodgers shoot up to minus 125 or the Giants fall to even money, that's what I might be looking for. I'm leaning Giants, divisional dog, kind of a line freeze, contrarian. If this thing falls a little bit closer to game time, I might I might add the Giants. As of now, kind of a layoff or a lean Giants. Okay, uh, David Price quietly 4-0 uh, in his return since uh, being stretched out with the Dodgers right there, being involved with rotation uh, because of Bauer and some other situations there with the Dodgers. So we'll see what happens in that game coming up in about half an hour, like uh, Josh Applebaum was talking about right there. So uh, back to the National Football League too, Josh. Um, AFC West passing totals. Uh, one of the most exciting divisions, if you ask me, in terms of these passing totals, uh, because you got Patrick Mahomes at 5,025 and a half passing yards, 40 and a half passing touchdowns. Oh, man, those are some lofty numbers there, Fred. <laughs> yes, uh, I feel like he, oh, he may go over, but I don't know. It's always tough for me to take the biggest, most popular player and go over with him. Mm, I mean, we yeah. are getting the extra game. You know, he is getting, you would think, uh, a solidified offensive line, at least on the left side with Tooney and uh, and Brown, the, you know, the, the moves that they made to uh, kind of improve his protection here. Come, I did see a bunch of, uh, you know, Twitter photos and videos of him doing all these backward passes and crazy stuff. He looks great. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you do have the Super Bowl hangover, which you're always worried about. Uh, I don't know, Pritch. To me, I guess I'd lean over, but those numbers are so high. Um, I don't know. You still have Kelsey. You still have Tyree Kill. You still have Andy Reid calling the shots there. Um, but I don't know. To me, I wonder if these lines are inflated a bit, shaded a bit. Uh, you, you're still the best player in football, right. uh, but it's hard to go over these numbers if they're so high like that. So uh, you can you can convince me, Pritch. What do you think about uh, Mahomes this Well, year? I mean, I got some pretty solid information that uh, the coaches were in the lab really early uh, this offseason. <laughs> um, people can kind of guess where I got that information from, but uh, <laughs> they were grinding this offseason because, you know, that, that Super Bowl loss, that, that doesn't taste or, or sit very well right now. Uh, with the Chiefs, so uh, I know they're on a mission now, but that is lofty. 40 and a half passing touchdowns is lofty. <laughs> Justin Herbert getting a lot of praise, too. He's at 4,450 and a half uh, passing yards, 28 and a half passing touchdowns, Josh. So Herbert is a guy I'd be more inclined to go over with. Um, okay. Obviously, the buzz is, you know, going into year two, you had a great uh, rookie year, and now I think, you know, what you're banking on with Herbert is the better offensive line, you know, drafting uh, that offensive lineman in the first round. Uh, they made a, a, a move for, what, Corey Lindsey in, uh, in free agency. So that line, I think, is going to be better, and that's going to just provide more time for Herbert uh, and really just showed incredible strides in year one, didn't miss a beat, right. or didn't uh, see that learning curve from Oregon to, uh, to the Chargers here. So uh, you still got some offensive weapons. What do they add? Cook. Uh, you still have Keenan Allen. Mm -hmm. still have the big man, Michael Williams. 
Uh, I, I like his over. I like the way he's progressing. And also like the fact that I think they're going to be in a lot of competitive games. Like with the Chiefs, they put up these crazy numbers. But if you're up by 21 in the fourth quarter, are you going to keep throwing the ball? You know, maybe you run it a little more with uh, with the with the uh, the Chargers here. Maybe these competitive games, if they're down or they're in it, maybe we get some, uh, you know, some garbage points there late or, or passing yards for Herbert. Also, you know, playing in the dome. I always like any kind of offensive prop bets. If you're in the dome, you're on the slick track benefits offense there. Uh, so I'd lean over with Herbert, but Pritch, what are you expecting of Herbert year two? Well, it's hard to determine because of the new offense uh, in terms of coaches, uh, the philosophy too, that's going to happen. That's going to take place that what we saw from Justin Herbert last year was entirely different than what's going to take place this year. So putting in perspective, they had a whole off season to kind of get uh, started in the right direction to kind of get the installation involved as well. And, uh, and so you don't know until training camp uh, or in preseason games how good or or how strong of a holder is going to be on this offense from Justin Herbert. So uh, I'm going to wait and see. I know a lot of people are excited about he's a very, very talented player, but there's just so many variables here with a new coordinator and a new offense, even though uh, you have continuity with a lot of players out there. Yeah, it's a great point by you, Pritch. And again, whenever we're betting win totals, whenever we're betting, mm -hmm. um, you know, prop stuff like that, we want continuity. We want stability. We want to know that uh, the majority of you guys last year are coming back this year. Uh, obviously, you want, you know, to take a look at, you know, uh, offseason changes, additions, drafts, free agents, all that. But continuity is something that you really lean on. So new coach, a lot of buzz for the new coach there with the Chargers, Staley. Uh, but that is one thing to keep an eye out for, uh, maybe a transition year. Although I would say Anthony Lynn, we, we beat him up quite a bit here, Pritch. Yep. Maybe uh, maybe Herbert is excited that uh, I don't know if they'll lose as many fourth quarter collapses here with his new coach, hopefully. I tell you what, um, a good bet that's out there or a fun bet, uh, I'll say, Josh, is week one started for the Denver Broncos. Because if you follow anybody who covers the Broncos right now in training camp on Twitter, it's hilarious. Uh, because one day is Drew Locke wins. The next day is Teddy Bridgewater. One period is Drew Locke. The next period is Teddy Bridgewater. So right now we can bet on who's going to be the week one starter. Drew Locke plus 160. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater the same at plus 160 uh, right now as well. What do you think? Yeah, so Pritch, I'll be honest. I'll defer to you. I haven't been uh, looking at too much of Broncos Twitter here. I'm too concerned with the Patriots. If you notice today, Pritch, yeah. uh, no, no one showed up at training camp. Like it used to be Brady in training camp mm -hmm. at Foxborough. Once the uh, once the the gates open, it'll be floodgate of fans. There's no one showing up today, so uh, that's what I'm fixed on on Twitter right now. But uh, one thing I would notice, Pritch, if to, to me, I don't know if you have to pick the exact guy. I'll, I'll I'll tell you this: What if you bet both of them? What if you take Locke plus 160, you take Teddy Bridgewater plus 160? Uh, that way, you know you're going to lose one unit if you lose, but you could you know somewhat arbitrage middle type situation here where as long as you get one or the other if it's Brett Rippon or they make a trade you're screwed you lose you lose two <laughs> units right. but if you bet them both and they're both plus money that could be a situation where you know you get 0.6 units back so uh, or something like or 0.4 whatever the difference might be but that's something I would look at but Pritch what do you think who do you um you, do you give it to Locke because of the he's been there or Teddy Teddy Two Gloves who I love betting on the cover uh who, who do you got there in that quarter well it's hilarious right now because you got Drew Locke missing wide open receivers by about 10 and 15 yards uh, if you follow these guys on Twitter. I mean, the Mike Clisses, the Troy Ranks of the world and uh, some other local media guys, they're, they're really focused in on the Broncos and they do report. They're really good at what they do. Uh, and then Teddy Bridgewater, if you want a guy who's going to hit an underneath receiver for five yards, uh, people are high on that right now, but it's hilarious. Uh, Josh, I think it makes that bet uh, a little bit more exciting. 
It really does. And again, we don't have to worry about Aaron Rodgers anymore, Fritch. <laughs> that ship has sailed. So I think it's, yes. it's between Locke and Bridgewater. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to stay in AFC West with AFC West rushing totals. I think there's a fine list of running backs here to choose from. That's coming up next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Football season is right around the corner, so it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app, stop by any MGM casino on the strip, have your state-issued ID, open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21, physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. So AFC rushing totals, AFC West are rushing totals here, Josh. Um, here's a list you can choose from. Josh Jacobs, 1,000 and a half rushing yards, nine rushing touchdowns. Uh, Edwards Elair, 900 and a half uh, rushing yards, seven and a half rushing touchdowns. 
Austin Eckler, 800 and a half uh, rushing yards, six rushing touchdowns. Javante Williams, the rookie, 800 and a half rushing yards right there for the Broncos. But Josh Jacobs and the Raiders gets interesting as he leads this list here, 1,000 and a half rushing yards. Kenyon Drake placed on the NFI list and two running backs that are going to start on the COVID list. That will be uh, Jalen Richard, Theo Riddick. Uh, so Josh Jacobs pretty much is the only running back right now that the Raiders have in camp. I'll take the over here with Josh Jacobs. I'm a big Jacobs fan. He's still uh, only 23 years old, and we've seen his first two years in the NFL. He's gone over 1,000 yards both times, Rich. He started off uh, 1,150 rushing yards and 1,065 rushing yards. You're getting the extra game, of course. You always got to say that every time because you got to train your brain to say, to think differently getting this extra game, how that could impact these overs. And I think, Pritch, you made a great point yesterday that you're leaning overs in general because mm-hmm. of this extra game because that could provide uh, an added bonus here. You got to remember the odds makers know that they're setting these lines based on the 17 game season but uh jacobs is a guy who's gone over a thousand twice i like him to go over a thousand and a half again uh, a lot of his uh his competing running backs are, are are have different situations here like they may be uh limiting time and giving more time to jacobs um also there was the uh who was that that um the leatherwood the the big Alex line that they got from alabama yeah from mm-hmm. from alabama and i think they got a lot of uh criticism there that they drafted him too high but uh that's a you would imagine a boost to the offensive line a little bit help uh, help the running game there um so i i like jacobs to me he's a, a dynamic player as long as he stays healthy uh and and continues to progress going into year three I like, to, I like him to go over that uh, 1,000 and a half yards. You know, I do too. Uh, he has to stay healthy. Uh, the last couple of years, he hasn't stayed healthy for an entire season. I think that's why the Raiders went out and got Kenyon Drake. Uh, it, this is a 1A, 1B situation because they're both kind of starting running backs in the league here. Uh, but yet, Josh Jacobs, uh, he's one of the most uh, purest runners out there in the league. I think he's a pure runner. Uh, pure running back. And, and so if you look at the Raiders too, how they reconstructed the offensive line, they're younger and they're more athletic. You mentioned Alex Leatherwood, Andre James, the center. Uh, they move on from Rodney Hudson, who's an older player. They got Richie Incognito coming back too. Uh, so Coach Gruden, you know Coach Gruden, he wants to mix it up uh, with that front line and get physical. So Josh Jacobs uh, fits in perfectly uh, with that scenario. I agree with you, Pritch. And again, you got the buzz, the intel. You're in Vegas, so uh, <laughs> hey, if you give me the go-ahead on, on this prop, I'll, I'll bet it right now. But I'm right. with you. Uh, the other one that I would be a little cautious about, one under that I like, Pritch, is Austin Eckler. Uh, this is a guy, great player here, can do a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, reminds me of kind of like a you know a Danny Woodhead, a James White. He can run, he can catch. Um, but I think that that prop bet for rushing yards is a little bit lofty. Um, it's, it's, what is it? 800 and a half mm-hmm. on the one hand you say, that's not that bad. He can easily do that. But if you look at this guy, he's been pretty consistent in terms of, uh, his rushing yard. So here is first four years in the league. He had 260, 554, 557, 530. Now he had 530 last year. He only played 10 games. So he missed some time there with injury, but I just think it's kind of tough to take an over rushing yards on a guy who's a dual threat because uh, whether it's rushing, receiving, the whole point is to get him the ball. I just think he may split some of his uh, his yards uh, from from receiving because of his receiving stats, Bridge, only 10 games last year, but he had 54 catches. Year before that, he had 92 catches, 39-27. So I'd lean a little bit under. I could see him having a big year, uh, but maybe getting under the 800 rushing, but really jacking up his uh, his receiving yards. Maybe that's something to keep an eye out for. Oh, yeah, okay. And I'm going to keep an eye on Williams, too, to run it back out there with the Broncos. Uh, I think that offensive line could be underrated. Who, who knows? Uh, we'll see if it comes together the right way uh, with this quarterback competition. But Williams is a, a pretty decent back coming out of college, uh, and I think he'll contend uh, to take over snaps from Melvin Gordon out there, who was the incumbent last year. 
I agree with you. And Pritch, real quick, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, what do you think? What is it, uh, 900 and a half? Yeah. Any lean there? Oh, no lean yet. No lean. I'm still <laughs> trying to gather intel on that one. They revamped their offensive line, three new members there. But, they're, you know, Long's been out of the game. Uh, Dooney, I mean, the guy that you're familiar with, certainly from New yep. England. So, uh, And then Orlando Brown, too. So we'll see if that comes together right there. Undecided on Edwards-Hilaire. More NFL news involving quarterbacks that could influence your betting uh, coming up this fall. We'll get to that next. Tomorrow's episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod features Saratoga Live TV host Lafitte Pinkeye discussing Saturday's Vanderbilt Handicap and Jim Dandy Stakes. John and Mike Baird remember the late Dale Baird, whose record as North America's winningest trainer is about to fall. Las Vegas horse player and bookmaker Paul Zim handicaps weekend races. Subscribe now at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher, or download it tomorrow morning at vcin.com slash podcast. The Ron Flatter Racing Pod is sponsored by First Bet. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. So, Josh, so much news already uh, has happened in the National Football League. We had the Aaron Rodgers saga. Um, We're a week away from the first preseason game, the Hall of Fame game, and Dak Prescott it's not going to throw for a few days now because of shoulder soreness or uh, some kind of situation with his throwing arm, right? He had an MRI. So I think that's significant because here he is rehabbing, coming back, and now he's got a significant situation with his throwing so, uh, shoulder here. So I want to get your thoughts on how you approach that, uh, a main player, a key player for the Dallas Cowboys this year. Yeah, so definitely something you don't want to see, although I would admit, Pritch, if this was like a lingering foot-ankle issue from uh, his bad injury, that would be probably worse. Maybe it's just a situation of, you know, this guy was maybe so focused on rehabbing his lower body, his mm-hmm. uh, his ankle, his foot that got that terrible, you know, broke. I don't even don't have to talk about it. It's like a Joe Theismann-type situation, how bad that injury was. But uh, maybe it's just a case of, uh, you know, just soreness because maybe he didn't throw as much when he was rehabbing uh, his foot or his ankle. So uh, we'll see. You know, he didn't throw uh, for pretty much a whole year, and and to me, you would think he's rested and ready to go. Maybe it's general soreness. Maybe it's a bigger issue, but it's definitely not something you want to hear if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh, I think you and I were both looking at a lot of his overs here, especially his passing yards. Cause I think that's going to be a Dallas team that, you know, with CD lamb, with Gallup, with Michael, with uh, uh, Cooper, um, you know, it's going to Mari Cooper. It's going to be a, an air raid type offense or just an offense that throws the ball a lot. They're going to be in high scoring games. Their defense isn't that great. You can put up a lot of points, a lot of yardage. I would say though, that the over under, Win total is nine and a half, Bridge. Mm-hmm. It's nine and a half minus 110. I could be mistaken, but I thought at one point it might have been juiced over. Um, it's evening out. Maybe this is a situation where you take the under nine and a half with Dallas, not just because of this injury, but I think, you know, the Dallas is a team that gets so much public betting every single year right. uh, that, they, that they really tend to be overvalued. And I think that division is pretty competitive here, Pritch. You're going to have to uh, bet against, go against a Washington team with a really good defense and now fits magic. We talked about the Giants yesterday, maybe uh, creating a good foundation under Joe Judge and taking another step up. I think their win total was over seven that we might have been leaning on. Uh, but I would look maybe under nine and a half. I just think the Cowboys, still with Prescott coming back, I like him comeback player of the year plus 180, but 
Um, I don't know, Pritch. They have the defense to win them 10 games. I'm a little skeptical. Well, we'll get to Fitzmagic uh, in a minute uh, because Rivera, Coach Rivera, had some comments about the quarterback situation with the Washington football team. But going back to Dak and this shoulder situation, I'm going to call it situation because he's had this entire time to rest. What, three or four days of rest after throwing so much is going to help? And then you had an MRI on that situation. I think there's a little bit more there, uh, more so because, I mean, you're, you're battling a rehab, right? You're coming back from an ankle situation, uh, leg situation, but yet now your, your shoulder has soreness in it or a strain. Uh, so I think that is significant and something to keep an eye on. Now, the Washington football team, uh, Coach Rivera talks about Fitzpatrick uh, is going to have to battle out Heineke. Uh, for this mm. position. It's not a, he's not calling it a quarterback competition per se, but yet uh, he's just not anointing uh, Fitzpatrick uh, to starting quarterback role right now. Yeah, it's kind of intriguing, Pritch, how these coaches handle this thing. Like right. in, in New England, you know, when you go to the draft, Belichick said Cam's our quarterback. The other day he just said it's everyone's got to prove themselves. <laughs> and then you look at San Francisco and it's like, you know, Jimmy G's our one and, and Trey Lance's our two. And now, so uh, always trying these coaches try to finesse it. I think, you know, you want to, create a, a competition and, and just not maybe a, a, a true competition, but just, um, I don't think you want to, unless you're Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers and you're just going to hand over the job deservingly. So I think you want to create a little bit of competition to, to just to bring out the best in everyone. But um, that was surprising to me, Pritch, you know, you give uh, Fitzpatrick, what was it? $10 million for one year uh, to me, a veteran guy who I think would be a really good fit. There is used to changing teams. Uh, you and I lose track. Now he's probably on his 12th, 15th team by now, but uh, uh, to me, that was surprising. Although Heineke, remember that playoff game against Brady? Uh, I remember, I, I'm pretty sure I had, uh, I want to say Washington was like plus eight in that game, plus eight and a half, mm -hmm. and they covered that number. And Heineke showed you something. He was a little right. spunky, and he, ma he made some plays. So maybe that's just coach speak. But, Pritch, what do you think? When you were in a locker room, you know, did your coach just kind of lean on the competition thing or annoy a player? How do you how do you feel like your experiences have, have made you, uh, made you like, uh, kind of view these situations? Um, never really had a quarterback competition uh, playing with uh, Elway. Uh, he was pretty much the guy. And then uh, <laughs> we did have Rick Meyer for a while before ultimately going to, coach, uh, to John Freeze. Um, and then Warren Moon came into the mix, too. And so after Warren left, we had John Kitna. But, uh, yeah, I've never been in that situation where that quarterback, that true quarterback competition. Uh, but, I, I, you know, the situation in which you saw a quarterback that was better than the incumbent. I mean, that was my first year in Atlanta, of course, when we had Chris Miller as a starter, even though he was a pro bowler. Uh, Brett Favre was a draft choice, but clearly more talented. Than, than Chris Miller, but the decision was to go with the pro bowler and experienced guys. So uh, each situation is different, uh, just like up there with the Jets. Zach Wilson uh, finally agrees to his contract. Now, I don't know what the Jets were waiting on. You do not want your franchise quarterback with nobody backing him up uh, missing practices. Uh, so I don't know why they didn't get the, uh, the contract done earlier, but they got it done. Zach Wilson is now a Jet officially. Yeah, Jets going to Jet, Pritch. That's, I think that's the name <laughs> of the game here. They should have gotten this done way long ago. They yeah. didn't, but I guess uh, better late than never, I would say. But, yeah, last draft pick to sign here. Uh, today was announced by Schefter. Four years, $35 million, uh, $22.9 signing bonus. Uh, Pritch, I was talking to uh, Michael Lombardi earlier today on Lombardi line, mm -hmm. and I, he gave me the go-ahead here, so it made me even more confident. I like the Jets under six win total. They went two and fourteen last year. Remember, they uh, they were battling the Jaguars for the number one pick. Right. Ended up winning a game. Uh, they won two, I think a couple of games on there, like plus seventeen or just crazy wins. What was it? The the Rams game maybe. Um, but obviously, instead of that's the difference between uh, Zach Wilson and and Trevor Lawrence there. But 
what I like about the six is the unders juiced up minus 120. And I, I lumped the Jets kind of in with the Jaguars. Jaguars win total six and a half. I like that under. This is six. I like this under. It's just to me, it, even though you really, I actually really like what the Jets did in the draft, mm-hmm. getting Zach Wilson, getting Vera Tucker, getting Elijah Moore, who could be a really good slot receiver. Um, and also Robert Salah, who's the new coach. He's plus 2,000 to win coach of the year. Uh, Wilson's plus 1,000 for offensive rookie of the year. I just think even if you make a leap and show some progress, you go from two wins to four wins to five. I think getting over six is going to be really difficult. I like the under. I'll go under six with the Jets. I like the under two uh, for a lot of reasons, uh, primarily because it's the Jets. Uh, so I want to go with that one. Uh, I mean, look, we can go on and on, but we don't have enough time about the Jets. But I just know players <laughs> run away from that team uh, and they walk towards uh, the New York Jets. Uh, come up next on the program, Major League Baseball, Day Baseball, but also we have some evening baseball. We're going to figure out the better bets on the board. Come up next. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Bet365 
without fear on your favorite sports with a risk-free first wager up to $600 at BetMGM. Sign up using bonus code VSEN600 and get in the game with the king of sportsbooks. Once again, it's promo code VSEN600 to make your first bet risk-free up to $600. It's a new customer offer, paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Located in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Washington, D.C., Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan. Disassociated persons, please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, 800-522-4700. In Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C., 800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. and Tennessee, call or text the red line, 800-889-9789. In Indiana, it's 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the program, Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. Uh, so the Woj bombs all over the place. Uh, <laughs> has, uh, allowed, I guess, Adam Jim, uh, they've taken one through five off the board here uh, because Woj reported that the Detroit Pistons are going to go with Kate Cunningham, and then he, he continued with uh, Green and then certainly um, uh, Mobley. So uh, Adam Jim has taken one through five off the board uh, for tonight's NBA draft. Yeah, so definitely frustrating. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a better, this just goes to show you that if you want to bet these drafts, you got to bet them early. You can't show up the day of the draft and expect to get down on these prices. You got to map these out. You got to, I would, you know, start pretty much all year. You're thinking about it. You can do some scouting like with, uh, with Kate Cunningham, you know, if you're watching college basketball, you know, if you watch college football, getting ready for these drafts, just being your own scout. Uh, and getting a feel for it and just keeping your eye on the odds. But really, you know, I would say if you want to bet on these drafts, you had to target these numbers at least three or four days ago, maybe, Pritch. Um, so, again, Woj, will Silver be mad at him? I got to say Silver is going to call him into the office, into the principal's office, and say, my man, like, wh- are you trying to ruin our draft here? Like, uh, it's it's the year, it's social media. I got to I get to a point with the NFL draft where Pritch, I don't even go on Twitter during yeah. it because, um, you know, everything leaks out so quick. So I got to imagine the NBA isn't too happy about it, but, uh, hey, Woj is going to Woj. I think he's so he's like Schefter. You're so high up. It's just kind of like they make their own rules. But I'll be honest, I, I kind of wish he didn't leak this stuff. Yeah, I don't know if you have anything going on for afternoon baseball, but Tampa Bay Yankees, that game. Have you seen that score? I have, Pritch. Uh, another <laughs> touchdown here for the Rays. Yeah, that was a that was a nice play. I don't know if anyone uh, read the Sharp Report earlier this morning at Beeson.com yeah. slash newsletter, but that was a play I, I really liked and, and got down on. So I'm feeling good about that one, Pritch. That was just a kind of a classic Sharp Reverse line move. You know, mm-hmm. the Yankees, they won the last two games as a dog, as a, as a contrarian dog that didn't get a lot of support. Once you put Cole on the mound, you put an ace on the mound, everybody gets back and, and puts their Yankee hats back on. So what I liked about that one, Pritch, Yankees, I think they opened like minus 140-ish, minus 145 in that game. Got all the way down to around minus 128, minus 125. Pretty sharp line move there to the Rays, also that divisional dog angle. So, yep. uh, yeah, if you're for holding the Rays ticket, you're feeling good right now. Great start uh, for that sharp move on the Rays. Divisional dog. I love that one. Uh, I absolutely <laughs> love that one. 14-0 right now, Tampa Bay over New York. Uh, so, Games coming up uh, later on today, Josh. We're going to figure out the better bets on the board. And then also uh, add in some uh, rookie of the year uh, situations, too. So the Brewers plus 500 or the Giants plus 500 to win the NL pennant. Uh, What's the better bet? 
Ooh, that's a tough one. I'll say, I'm going to say Brewers. I, I like the Giants. I really like what they've done. Uh, this is a team that has played over their head. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like Team USA. I keep saying they have value and they're, you know, minus 250 to win the, the gold. And it's like, but at some point you got to, you're waiting for the shoe to fall off. Same thing with the Giants. You think the Giants can't, can't do it, yet they keep doing it. So I, I want to give them the credit they deserve. But I kind of think the Brewers are under the radar, Pritch. And I would give them the edge in terms of starting pitching. If you look at their top three starters, uh, Woodruff, Corbin Burns, and Peralta. No one talks about Peralta. That guy, I think he's like seven and four. He's got like a two point two nine ERA. Credit Josh Towers. We talked to the other day, who's talking about Peralta as a Cy Young candidate. Um, so I think that three-headed monster uh, is really what I would lean on. You get to the playoffs, uh, the postseason. It's all about starting pitching. It's all mm-hmm. about timely hitting. And I think the starters for. Uh, Milwaukee are better than the Giants. And also, I think Milwaukee's going to make a big move here. I wouldn't be surprised if they pick up, you know, I thought they were in on Gallo. He obviously goes to the Yankees, but what about Chris Bryant? Um, you know, what about Anthony Rizzo? You know, you add a bat to that lineup. Uh, I think they could really, or maybe Craig Kimbrell, you know, add to the, imagine Kimbrell and Josh Hader at the back end of that bullpen in a playoff game, Pritch. Right. To me, that would be very, uh, that would be, uh, you'd be scared there if you're in the batter's box. So I'll lean Brewers. I think they're flying onto the radar. Okay. Yeah. The Brewers are seven up uh, in their division too. So you mentioned Brian and Rizzo. Those guys were not in the lineup for the Cubs today. Uh, a lot of people speculating, certainly the trade deadline tomorrow. <laughs> so that could be a splash move, certainly for the Brewers if they did something like that. Yeah, I really could. And again, you you need Yelich, uh, Christian mm. Yelich, who they gave a ton of money to. I mean, I don't know what's up with him. You look at his numbers. He's not the Yelich that we expected ever since he signed that deal. And I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I feel like he's in like 240. His power numbers are down. You need him to be the Yelich that you uh, that you banked on that uh, MVP year, I think, that he had or was runner-up, whatever it was. Uh, but I'm with you, Pritch. You know, to me, the Brewers in that division, um, they're, they got to feast on these teams. So, like, for example, tonight, Pritch, mm-hmm. uh, they're at Pittsburgh. I'm on the Brewers tonight in Pittsburgh. I'm going to, I'll go money line here. It's a big number, but they open minus 175. They've been steamed up to minus 185, minus 190. They've really had the number of, uh, of Pittsburgh here. They're nine and three against the Pirates. So I'm going to ride them tonight. I think another point Josh Towers made, um, I don't think Milwaukee's going to take teams like Pittsburgh lightly down the stretch. I think they're going to really try to bank these wins against inferior competition. It's like the, I like the Brewers here tonight laying minus 185, minus 190. Okay, we might have to see if uh, Aaron Rodgers is a minority owner in that franchise. I mean, <laughs> you got maybe title towns up there. Uh, I mean, you got the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, certainly. Aaron Rodgers is an investor in that, on the part owner in that situation. Uh, something to look at there with the Brewers. Uh, how about this better bet? Padres plus 900 or Mets plus 900 to win the World Series? I think if you have a healthy DeGrom, you get Carrasco back, you make a move, I could lean Mets. But I think the Mets, I don't know, Pritch, I think they're going to, if anything, they, someone in their division could catch up to them. Right. The Phillies, you know, Atlanta, you know, Washington has COVID now and all these. I'm surprised Washington played their games today, Pritch. I, you had 12 positives and you played these games. That was surprising to me. But again, that's a separate note. I would go Padres here. Um, the Padres, I don't know if they're having as good a year as we thought. But I really like their move, adding Adam Frazier, a utility guy who can hit leadoff and uh, leads the major leagues in hits. I think that kind of lengthens out their lineup a bit. Uh, you're still waiting. You know, I think they need maybe one more pitcher. You didn't think they, they did. You know, getting Snell and, you know, getting Darvish, and they still have Musgrove, and, you know, Paddock's been up and down. But I think they might need one more pitcher, one more bullpen arm. Uh, but I think, to me, I, I, their lineup scares me more than the Mets. And I just think they're starting pitching, even though it's maybe not as good as we thought it would be. Um, I, th- I think they're a little bit deeper. So I would lean Padres there. Lean Padres. I like that, too, uh, more so. I mean, the Mets, look, they're getting it done for sure without DeGrom. 
uh, but they're getting it done in, in a sweaty way. I mean, it, it, they're tight games a lot of times. And uh, they could use a comfort. I know Scherzer, when asked a question, he would prefer to stay on the East Coast. Uh, kind of hinting at that situation. So we'll see what happens, what comes down, whether or not Scherzer was indeed in a uniform for the Nationals for the final time, uh, and where does he land? Still rooting for that Armageddon. But uh, a chance to catch the Mets right now to win the World Series at plus 900 uh, before the trade deadline makes it kind of enticing to think about, though, from a betting perspective, Josh. And certainly the Padres, what else could they do uh, to strengthen their team and their chances to win the World Series as well? Yeah, and you got to give the Padres credit because we they were the seller dweller for many years, and then they kind of built and built, and then you start them. They get Hosmer for agency, they get mm-hmm. Machado, Tatis. Like I, don't, I think they're bold. They're not. They're you know they they brought up all these guys through their farm system. They're willing to trade them now to win now. They're in win now mode. I also give the Padres a little bit of an edge because I think their division's better. They play a higher level of competition when you're playing 19 games against the Dodgers, against the Giants, who are good. You know, we know the Rockies and the the Snakes aren't very good, but um, to me, your level of competition on a daily basis, maybe that makes you a little bit more battle tested. It's kind of like, you know, March Madness, Pritch, when we mm-hmm. look at, you know, conferences that are that play really tough conferences. Like last few years, I feel like the, the Big 12 and some of these who had all these really good teams, you know, uh, you're used to these tight, uh, you know, lower scoring games and, and you know, kind of getting wins in, in tough situations. I think that their division is harder which maybe leads them to be a little more battle-tested to get to the playoffs. Okay, how about Rookie of the Year situations? The NL Rookie of the Year, Trevor Rogers, minus 165. Uh, Adoles Garcia, minus 130 to win AL Rookie of the Year. What's the better bet there, Josh? I'm going to go Adolis Garcia here, Pritch. If you look at his numbers, mm-hmm. guy, I don't think anyone really talks about, but mm-hmm. Texas Rangers, uh, he's he's an old rookie. He's 28 years old. I was surprised right. by that. I'm not sure where he was prior to uh, to Major League Baseball here, but um, uh, Cuba, actually, he was a Cuba guy who came uh, on the boat here to America, so that's why he's a little bit older. But this guy is a really good power hitter, right. Pritch. I know they're... Uh, with Gallo now gone, you know, he might be their new Gallo. Uh, right now, he's only minus 130. His numbers right now, 254, nothing crazy, but 22 home runs, 62 runs batted in. He's got an OPS of 784. I think if, when you get to the end of the season and you see him over 30 home runs, you know, even though they're a bad team, that's okay. You're not, you're not really going to hold it against a, t- a player like that, kind of like MVP voting. I'd go Adolis Garcia minus 130. To me, that's a pretty good number. I think that thing could climb even higher. I would say a Rosarena. I'm surprised he qualifies. He didn't actually have enough <laughs> at bats last year, Pritch. Uh, Akil Badu, I like him, or mm-hmm. Badu for Detroit. He's had, he's been had a pretty good year. But Garcia, I think when at the end of the year, when you see him 35 homers, 90 RBIs, I think you're going to have to give him the award. You know, you got Luis Garcia there as a pitcher, three plus 375. But, you know, they got their own category thing. We talked to Josh Towers about that before. Exactly. And you don't want to overlap. And, you know, remember when DeGrom was like just rolling through everyone, not giving up any runs. And uh, a lot of people were like, oh, MVP, MVP. And we said, eh, not so fast. There's going to be a, an old school, uh, you know, kind of like in Moneyball when the when the old scouts kind of battle with the sabermetric guys. They're going to say, oh, he's got his, his own his own award. Now, I think DeGrom's out of the running for MVP. Maybe even Cy Young, if he'll have enough, uh, you know, enough starts to to really, um, you know, deserve it there. Obviously, best pitcher, but injured here. The one thing I would, I would just add, Pritch, in mm-hmm. terms of Cy Young, uh, I saw a move on Lance Lynn today in the American League. Okay. Uh, updated number here. Lynn is having a career year. Thirty-four years old, but he's ten and three, one point nine one ERA. He's now the favorite. He just overlapped Garrett Cole and Carlos Rodon. Uh, now plus one ten, Lance Lynn, uh, Cy Young uh, uh, award winner favorite now in the American League. All right, great information right there. Uh, Hour number two begins after the break 
Uh, we're going to get a market insight from Josh Applebaum as well as another deep dive into NFL uh, teams. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Don't go anywhere. It's coming up next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.